everybody. How are you doing today? I am back with our next podcast on street wisdom. And this time I'm going to talk about flossum. Um, I know it's like a word in the urban dictionary, but possibly not word in our traditional dictionaries. But there is a reason why I want to talk about this word. And also to link it back to street wisdom, this is our focus to translate the global wisdom to street level application. So um, here is a philosophical thought to start with. The journey to being perfect is a journey forever. Perfection then is aspirational. And I personally believe it should remain that way. So amongst all the things that have changed around this mindset is still evolving, right? We came from businesses and people where we wanted to be perfect. We had so many quotes and uh, so many frameworks around how important it is to be perfect, right? Uh, Businesses spend years on research and development and waited to create a perfect product. They were called the pioneers and they brought to the market the product after years of uh, trial and error and making it as perfect as it can be. I can't find another word for that. Um, All our standards of quality, etc. were also set to measure to that perfection, right? And we continuously kept investing in the perfect manufacturing line, the flawless paint and packaging, the glorified deliveries, and everything about making it impeccable. In a parallel universe, we apply this to people as well. Uh, We always gave more value to presenting the best foot forward. First impressions were deemed to be the last impressions and so had to be perfect. Say the right thing, sit the right way, look the part. In school, we got good marks for wearing a uniform perfectly. In exams, we scored the highest for being able to give the perfect answer. And our strive for perfection even led us to build technologies and support us in this journey of being perfect, right? In the movies, we saw the perfect hero um, and our advertisements saw the perfect models. And we also used Photoshop to make them look even more perfect, right? And I don't know if there is a point in time in our lives where this transition started to happen or if it was what we call the subtle erosion, but somewhere we started to see a slight shift and we saw people starting to embrace their realities and the not-so-perfect selves. And uh, they initially became the outliers and had to struggle to justify their path as well. Um, And this happened not just for people, but for businesses as well, where we started to live in the world of beta versions. You receive an update and very soon there is a dot one, dot two, dot three update at the back of it in the next couple of weeks. Uh, We've started to say things like fail fast. Uh, which is counterintuitive to what perfection through R&D used to be. Now we've had to, by hook or by crook, come up with vaccines 
in a period of time that was never heard of before, right? And um, today, uh, even if we look at the platforms we engage on and these platforms that we are speaking on today itself, if we had waited for these to be perfect, we may have waited forever. So we are seeing both products and people step out and talk more about authenticity, about being real. And um, I'm, I just want to call this out and say, you know, we're not talking about being below par. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying don't expect quality. Uh, we will and always should strive for quality. However, perfection is aspirational. And responsiveness is paramount, right? Our worlds are integrated like never before. We are globally connected, socially engaged, virtually related. Um, and as you start to think about just the world we live in today, um, it's not perfection that connects us. It's being real that connects us. And we can even look at it in terms of uh, our businesses. Uh, we are more tolerant today. Um, and we've also seen this and, you know, there have been business models that, that have had to evolve to become more real. And obviously, I need to bring this home to sales because that's my lane. And uh, even if I talk about sales, we trained our sellers to have this formal scripted conversations with our customers. We build standard operating procedures and measured our teams for adherence and penalize them for non-conformance as well, right? Our proposals were always developed to show the customer how perfect and awesome we were in the ability to deliver the product, service, or solution. Now cut to today, we live in a risk-aversive era. Um, the customers want to know what you can't do along with what you can do. Um, even as they build out their comparative criteria, they are building in criteria like transparency, flexibility, right? I don't want to buy the most perfect product service solution because I believe that doesn't exist. And um, you do get those emails, right, which have been so perfect, sent from bank of blah, blah, which says, give me your bank account number and I will send you a million dollars. And you say, that's too perfect to be true. <laughs> Can't happen. Why would anybody die and leave me a million dollars? Um That's what's becoming to our proposals as well. Sometimes our clients are thinking, oh God, this is too perfect to be true. What's the catch? What is that asterisk which says terms and conditions apply that I do not know? So we are seeing the criteria change. We are seeing the criteria which brings in transparency, flexibility. I'd rather know what you're not good at than you making me try to believe that I'm perfect. And I'm tolerant about that purchasing decision and so are my customers. There have been so many times we've spoken about that in our conversations to say, all right, if I go this path, what's the risk? And that is an important conversation to have. And I think that a lot of those conversations, if I look back in some of the consulting projects we've done, 
have been the game changer for us where we've said, well, I know why the project could fail. Do you want to know why? Or this is where we saw the gaps in our execution last time. And this is what we've done so that we don't fail in the same place again. And we've seen that shift in personal choices as well, right? Brands like Victoria's Secrets have had to change their complete stand and design because we don't want to be living in corsets and push-ups anymore. Um, and we are happy, like many, um, to embrace our grays and be comfortable in what we wear and be authentic. And in fact, that's what's driving platforms like Instagram and TikTok today, where we are willing to be who we are even if it is still behind that facade of technology. Now, um, obviously, each of the conversations I bring on this podcast have a trigger event behind. And um, for this podcast, the trigger event was a recent discussion that I was having with some salespeople. Um, I've started to use a lot of video messaging in um, my follow-ups and even submission of my proposals. And the reason I've started to do that is because I find that a lot of my buyers are making decisions when I cannot be present with them. So, you know, everybody's got a day job, specifically the sales guys we are selling to, they're busy selling to their clients in the day. So very often, if they have to review what I send them, they may be sitting and reviewing it at 10 p.m. in the night when it's an unearthly hour and I can't call them and they don't want me to call them either. And I found video messages really helps me give them a narrative and kind of humanize that conversation rather than just sending an email or just sending an approach note or a proposal. Now, while I started to do it and I'm fairly comfortable working with that platform and medium, a lot of sellers feel that they're not comfortable doing videos. And this was a discussion that I was having with someone and I said, why don't you send the video? And he said, uh, I'm not very comfortable doing video messaging. And my question to him was, are you comfortable doing in-person client meetings or do you go with a bag on your head? And he said, no, of course not. I'm comfortable with customer meetings. And my question then is that why are you not comfortable on a video then? Because it's the same thing. Um, our Zoom and Teams meetings is the same thing as sitting in a synchronous environment with my client and having this conversation and sending a video message in an email using a one mob or a hippo video or a vidyard or whatever else platform that you may be using is doing exactly the same thing in an asynchronous environment and actually you can do more you can create a sales page you can put in various assets and give them something to engage with and i think our roadblock there was that we grew up seeing movies and soaps on our device screens and we compare ourselves to those perfectly short clips, which would have used a teleprompter, which, by the way, you can use on the video messaging platforms as well, had perfect lighting and had many takes and retakes before the final show was or the movie was shot. Right. And now here we are. Uh, going live on a video, just impromptu and having this conversation. I understand the hesitance. But what I do want to say is 
this is the best time to embrace who you are. Be authentic, be real, be human. Because in technology, we've created perfection or near to perfection because even there we have bugs and then we have to do fixes. So, uh, you know, there was this uh, quote that I think maybe I read it on Instagram or somewhere which said, you may be a diamond, but an ant needs food. And it's funny. Um, but that's true for us in sales, right? You could have the most perfectly written proposal, but that's not getting you the revenue because the client wants to know how real is it. Um, and thank you, Tyra Banks, for giving us this term of flossum. Um, so what I do want to say to all of you guys out there is embrace your flaws and be awesome, uh, which is what flossum really means, right? And it is to say that, yes, it may not be perfect. Yes, it may not be 100%. But the point is, what are the benchmarks we are measuring them on? And maybe our benchmarks have shifted as well, right? Maybe I don't need it to be that perfect anymore. I, I know that there is this concept of first time right. And I want to change that to say first time resolution then first time right instead. Because it's okay if I don't get it right the first time. Am I willing to resolve it? Am I willing to be your partner and work and look at, you know, what are my strengths and look at my vulnerabilities as well in the same breath and say, this is what I will do to overcome my vulnerabilities. And I think that would make us more real, more authentic, more true, which is really what the world needs more. Um, so the fakes and the filters are good for fun. And um, it's fun to use some of those Snapchat filters and put ourselves out there for a bit. But people want to know the real you. People want to know the real you as a business and the real you as a person. Um, enough of dressing up our balance sheets to look fancy and enough of dressing up our proposals to look presentable. And I'm not saying don't be nice, don't be pretty, don't be aesthetic. I'm just saying be flossom. <laughs> And I don't, now I can't find a different word to use here. Um, so I am just going to leave it at that to say, be flossome, embrace your flaws and find ways to leverage your strengths to overcome those vulnerabilities. And that would help you in whatever function you are in and whatever you're striving to do. Remember, if God wanted us to be perfect, we would be, what, 7, 8 billion people who would exactly be the same. Even he hasn't done that. He built each of us unique, unique with our flaws and unique with our strengths. So it's okay to be flossom, really, uh, even if it is just keeping that faith game strong and saying, God willing. Uh, and I will leave you at that thought. And if you like what you heard in this podcast, please ensure you follow us because we keep picking up topical stuff like this to have a conversation. And I hope to catch you on the next episode then. Take care and happy selling. <laughs>